Hi guys! Welcome back to the Digital Marketing Babes podcast. Welcome. So this week we're going to be talking about episodic content. So Amber is the queen of content, which is a title that I gave her, but quite rightly so. So Amber, what is episodic content? So episodic content, unknowingly, the like part two TikTokers have been increasing the use of episodic content lately. Mm. And episodic content basically refers to any form of content that's divided into installments or episodes. So another example would be taking a massive blog and breaking it down into smaller blogs. Interesting. I didn't clock that TikTokers were doing episodic content, but now that you said it, like, it's all I can think about. It just, it makes so sense. But, like, wouldn't it be, like, boring talking about the same thing over and over again? I mean, sometimes it can be, but definitely not. I feel like it's really, really great because it gives you the chance to shine a light on things that need it by breaking it down. So what you're saying is like one piece of content can drive 20 other pieces in one go, and that's like way more efficient and effective and hopefully engaging absolutely do you remember a few months back when we mentioned how many times a brand has to be seen for it to be memorable yeah it was the uh the rule of seven <laughs> yes yeah i i understand the rule of seven i disagree when it comes to paid advertising but as a whole so the rule of seven means that a person has to see a brand seven times for the impression to like truly be made so it's not just necessarily meaning that you need to make an impact on one platform it's having that like 360 impact i guess so being on tv being in facebook feeds getting an email so i guess yeah splitting out the content into seven pieces could really hit the nail on the head this one you said that you don't agree with it when it comes to paid advertising can you expand on that for me please like a job interview oh professional Uh. (laughs) (laughs) i am a trained journalist i am trained in interviewing people it was my job this is true yeah so the problem is like with paid advertising you have something called frequency score which is something that advertisers should be monitoring and this is like uh, we'll show you on average how many times a user sees your ad a day if you show the same ad to a person every single day i think that's really uh you're going to get like fatigue because they're going to be bored and it can actually then you get to a point where you see like the same ad like three times in your day and you're just like fuck off like leave me alone and it's really annoying so I don't agree with that I think there is a fine line between really showing your brand and then I think if a user doesn't want to convert they won't so for brands I would say if you're running paid advertising make sure you're regularly refreshing your audiences so targeting new people and regularly doing creative refreshes from a user perspective if you're seeing ads that you really don't want to see and you're just thinking fuck off then in the top right hand corner there's those three little dots and you can hide that ad and you will stop seeing things like that so again it's showing the platform that you're not interested and it will also help the advertiser be better because they'll they'll have to start paying more (laughs) for their ads and they'll slowly realize that it's not actually effective yes i'm a pioneer of like saying i don't want to see this ad because first of all i don't want to be targeted with like mortgage stuff or blah 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 like I am nowhere near that point in life so I I say it's offensive when I uh, flag it down (laughs) 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 I mean do they not know you're a stay-at-home daughter exactly like read my insta bio Uh, oh love it okay well let's go back to episodic content so does this type of content work for every kind of business 
you know what? If it works for the girls on TikTok, I definitely think it will work for every kind of business. So like, what about the really unsexy brands? Absolutely. Even the unsexy ones. What about home insurance, Mm -hmm. toilet cleaner, office equipment? You name it, it's unsexy and they will work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Can you imagine like a toilet cleaner company like doing some really funny content? (laughs) You know what? I feel like they kind of do that with the Mr. Muscle stuff or they used to. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Because they gave Mr. Muscle a person. Like there was a human person being Mr. Muscle. Personified it. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And actually other brands adopted it because there was that uh, one sheet does plenty as well. Yes. It was toilet, uh, not toilet roll, um, kitchen Kitchen rolls. Yeah. Yeah. One, one sheet. And it always used to sound like you were saying one shit. (laughs) (laughs) I think they knew that. Yeah. That's why we loved it. That's why there was like so many... Me- I mean, I definitely think it was like that used to be out quite a while ago, but... Um, you remember it? I do. I remember it clearly. Okay, so let's talk about some examples of episodic content that we've seen lately. Yes. Alice, would you like to go first? Sure. So lately, I've seen something from Canva, and they have a really like effective and really great example to talk about. So this is what they've been doing on Instagram. They've created an entertaining series called the Canva Challenge or hashtag Canva Challenge. And they've used repurposed Zoom footage. So um, all they do is they have two members of staff with a limited amount of time and a task to create something using Canva, such as a logo CD cover or video. And it's actually like such a subtle way of like promoting them as well. It's obviously a short period of time and you're like, look, you can do a logo in like five minutes. (laughs) That's so true. Like, I'm such a big fan of Canva and I'm a big fan of this. It's mm, it's really yeah. great. Canva's fab and obviously a good example of episodic content because it's kind of like, I don't want to say game show, but like it gets people hooked. You get connected to like the same people. <laughs> Definitely. Like as a competitive person, you're going to root for your favourite to win. Mm. So you, you want to tune back in to find out what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, so it's really effective because they've created a hashtag that has other people getting involved in the challenges, as well as giving us like insight into that staff. Um, so obviously getting connected to those people. And yeah, like I think this kind of content isn't the first thing that we think of when we think of Canva's Instagram, but it adds to a level of personalization, adds ent- entertainment to our timelines, and it's just like a really nice way of engaging with people. And yeah, I think it's such a good example of episodic content. <laughs> yes, Queen. No, I, I like, I'm going to hold my hands up and just agree with you, Alice. It's great. Like they had one episode where there was a member of staff who'd been there for two years against someone who's been there for two weeks. Ooh. I just had to watch to find out how it ended. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it though. Okay, no spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love your example. It's funky, it's fresh, but um, I'm going to kick it old school because you know I'm a little bit older. <laughs> Same age. I mean, I counted four grey hairs today. But anyways, (laughs) they're on my mum's head. (laughs) Of course. So we're going to go back in the day here, back to the day. And I thought of the washing powder brand Daz. And they almost made it like a soap opera in the adverts. Yes. Like it was terrible. But Is Daz like the red box? Yeah, red box, white writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rings a bell. So yeah, like I never buy Daz, but I still remember that ad. What was the series called um i i actually don't know i can't remember like i recognize the brand but i don't remember the the ads cleaner close cleaner close yeah cleaner close that was like the like you know coronation street 
that does not like fit with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Cleaner Close, and you know, if you're hearing it on the on the off chance, it sounds like Cleaner Clothes. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's like bad, but also genius. So I'll give them that. So yeah, so people can incorporate episodic content into their content plans. Is that right? That is right. And you know what? It's super easy to do. Like, have you ever created something that you were in love with and you thought it was too long to be like a standard Instagram post or too long for a 15 second Insta story? Mm, yeah, I have. Do you know what? If I've got something that's slightly longer on Instagram, I put it into the carousel format. So that's like having those multiple posts that you can almost like flick through as like a mini slideshow. Or I do like a really long comment below. And I know we're guilty of it as well. Like if we do a post, we could definitely break it out into little things, but we didn't. Although... A little plug, Pippin's Digital Marketing, which is my uh, mini agency. When I first started out, I did uh, episodic content without realising what it was. So I did like a series called Techie Terms. So I knew that people didn't understand Google Analytics or SEO or essentially like just struggled with data. So I would make content and it was all around techie terms so it would have like some metrics that you would need to know about engagement and what they meant like what they were and then like what they meant for your content and it's like genuinely like the best performing content like to date (laughs) I mean I'm not surprised that is like really really useful content first of all because jargon is one of the biggest things that like hold people back from engaging and like getting involved in things because they don't know what these terms stand for so they're not going to bother like making themselves sound like silly about it you know so way to go captain alice thank you (laughs) i think it's really important to point out that on average people spend approximately 1.7 seconds just looking at a post so Mm, if it was something with a hefty caption probably wouldn't get that many eyes on it unless it was something someone was incredibly interested in whereas if it's a smaller caption coupled with a more eye-catching image it would have more of an impact and it would definitely leave people wanting more how so well you say sell the brownie and not the recipe but we'll sell the brownie but if they want chocolate chips in it they'll have to come back for the next part of the series makes sense i yeah i actually saw some data that suggested that people read seven words per second so i guess long form content on socials wouldn't be effective at all like can you share some examples of like what would make interesting episodic content for something like completely unsexy i mean have you seen my instagram yeah yours is so cute i know (laughs) i just give myself a little shout out (laughs) But yeah, let's take something like mm, polyfilla. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that is. So polyfilla is like this white stuff, comes out of a tube or a tub, used to fill holes, cracks, dents. Uh, it's for house things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Ask your dad, he'd know. <laughs> Boring as you like. Mm. Um, like they don't even have social media channels. But if they did have one and I was their social media queen, I'd create an episodic series around what you can do with polyfiller. Like, of course, everyone knows what you can do with polyfiller, but you can make it interesting. And there's so many things that you can actually do with polyfiller that aren't actually to do with DIY. Like it's often used in the crafting world. So you could create content to appeal to an entirely different audience and pique interest elsewhere. 
and we could also have things such as like a guest series where designers and decorators share their top tips and hacks for using polyfiller because i've seen so many things online about people using ordinary everyday things in a completely different way and it's just changed the way that it's used Mm, yeah that's true like i'm obsessed with those like little life hacks and things like that i'm kind of thinking for this like it would be five minute crafts but not chaotic (laughs) exactly like less messy more adult you know yeah i mean yeah so there's a lot you can do with a product that you don't even think about really Exactly, like the polyfiller world is your oyster. I don't know, but what about you? Like, Are there any tips that you can recommend for episodic content? Uh, yes, yeah, so I mean, like linking back to a previous episode, blogs. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, guys, please do check it out. So if there's a blog or topic that's enormous and you can't have like a 10,000 word blog because that's essentially a dissertation (laughs) and you'd have to have like a really passionate person to want to read that and your average person or supporter wouldn't you'll have a higher chance of ranking on google if you really cut it down and get really specific so for example rather than writing a whole blog and like how to set up facebook ads you'd be really really granular like 10 tips for facebook advert creative then you could give tips on long form and short form advert copy and like examples and then that that's not even going into like the granular setup of things so yeah it's really focusing on like high quality blog posts that aren't super long when your text is longer google has more clues to determine what's about so basically like it will make it easier for google to crawl your content and yeah it's obviously just giving you more to write about as well which is great and then for seo wise if you're more specific it's better. So your SEO content strategy should be rather than trying to get like people to come to your website from those really broad general terms, you want more volume by reaching out to like for the specific terms. So the broad terms are really competitive. So by breaking things down and being really, really specific, you're more likely to get less traffic, but from really specific searches. And then if you do that on mass, it will work out way better for you long term. Hopefully that makes sense. Definitely does. Like, you're getting the right eyes on your prize. Mm, Yeah. Just want to, like, go back to the last episode where you mentioned headers as well. Yeah. So headers, this is essentially, like, technically is called H1 tags. So that's just another phrase for it. Um, In a longer post, you can add more headings or subheadings, links, images. So first of all, this is really good for user experience because you're formatting your page and Google loves a formatted page. And in that, you can mention the key phrase. So more content means more on topic, high quality information. Well, hot diggity damn, Miss Alice, you've just blown my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess to wrap up, what do you think, for example, if we're talking mainly about social, because we have lots of social media babes, shout out to you guys. How would you suggest doing episodic content on something like Twitter, for example? So, for example, certain industries have their hours on Twitter, like academic hour is 7pm on a Saturday. It's called academic chatter. So you could release your series every week at that time because it's going to appear in the timeline with all the relevant content. Mm. I'd also have like a thread because you can have threads on Twitter where you can just add comment after comment after comment. That's really good, actually. I completely forgot about um, there's like in the charity sector called Charity Hour and like every Wednesday from eight till nine, they talk about a specific topic. And like, it's just, yeah, it's such a good idea. Mm. I didn't really think about that. So I love it. I think it's really great because you actually see how passionate people are about their particular industries and you see a better level of engagement and just the passion. 
yeah the passion that's often lacking from social media i think definitely I think it would also work really well for YouTube. So YouTube is obviously still social media, but it's one of those tricky ones because we use other channels to link to it. It's some more people treat it like a website, essentially, where they put all their content and link to. But you can use YouTube for your episodic content and YouTube makes it really easy. So they've got playlists. So if someone's interested in it, you can watch the playlist. It also shows you recommended. So if you've watched something similar, then like that will appear in the suggested for you. YouTube is also introducing something called YouTube Shorts. Have you heard of that? Are they releasing some clothing? (laughs) I think they're trying to catch on to the short form content vibe from TikTok and other platforms. So again, we'll probably see some trends there as YouTube implements that with people doing, I don't know, I don't think it will be vlogs, but it will be some sort of episodic content journey to get people to like follow them along, essentially. I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. I find YouTube to be the anti-social social media because I don't feel it's that inviting to engage. If you know what I mean, yeah, you can comment on a video, but it just doesn't ring my bell. doesn't ring my bell either. <laughs> like, I don't know. I would definitely recommend checking it out, guys. Uh, it's kind of going to be the similar thing. Vertical videos, 60 seconds in length. It's what we all love. But do we love it for YouTube? I don't know. I don't. I had to think about vertical videos there, first of all. I was like, huh? <laughs> That's just the normal way videos are. I hate YouTube because every time I open the app, it asks me if I want to upgrade to YouTube Premium. I've been on this app once in the last six months. I think not. Yeah, YouTube are really grafting at the moment because all of their, well, all of the ones that I get served, and I don't know if that's just because I'm a marketer, but all of the ads that I get is around using YouTube ads. I was like really utilizing that. And I'm like, I don't know if it's because I'm a marketer or if they're really trying to push their advertising because I think more people are just like a small business is thinking like, oh, it's super cheap. I'll invest in Facebook. And I think YouTube advertising is like quite low on people's list. So I don't know if they're really trying to compete. And just obviously, you know, they've got like content creators and they get paid quite well. So I don't know, maybe they're just trying to make more money. I definitely think they're targeting you because you're a marketer because mine are always Grammarly. But are they like insulting me? Do I need Grammarly? I don't think I do, but whatever. I don't think you do. Thank you. (laughs) So that's a little tangent, but I think like episodic content, essentially, my learning from this, Amber, is it's everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it is all around us. Netflix, episodic content. Sky movies. Docu-series. Exactly. Oh my God, docu-series. Oh, do you know what's really annoying is when like something that's like a docu-series that is six episodes, I'm like, that could have been four. Mm. That could have been four if you didn't interview every single relative. I know. And I'm like, One oh. docu-series you shouldn't watch is um, The Cecil Hotel or Hotel Cecil. I watched that. Yes. <laughs> it was just so long. It could have been an email. <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah that could have been maybe two Mm. two episodes but docuseries like i don't think they used to be as big of a thing no i definitely think they've like increased in popularity especially because of podcast culture actually a lot of the murder mystery podcasts have really picked up and there's been an influx of those and ever since really and truly there's been more focus on docuseries is that word series episodic content is all around us baby (laughs) Oh, 100%. That is the title. Thank you, Miss Alice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 
I think that was really interesting. So thank you so much for the education, Amber. And thank you guys for listening to us. We're really grateful that people still keep downloading and listening and yeah, getting more listeners, which is shocking, but we're really grateful. So if you want to bring us relevant content, if there's something you really want us to talk about, then let us know. Amber, where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram where they can slide into our DMs at Digital Marketing Babes. You can also catch up on our blogs and visit our website www.digitalmarketingbabes.com. And if you're feeling really kind, of which I hope you are, please leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It helps to make our podcast more visible so we can help more babes just like you. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, just head over to Apple Podcasts on your browser and write a review telling us how beautiful we sound and how much you love it and give us five stars, please. I mean, yeah, I love that. And I'm just going to finish off with one more plug. Go on. Me and Amber are now releasing snack episodes, which was Amber's genius idea of us bringing short form content to you guys so you can quite easily listen to something on a coffee break. Yes. I mean, first of all, I love snacks. I gave a snack shout out in like a dedication to my success. So (laughs) it's really fitting. But it's just great. Like you can just listen anywhere. Quick toilet break. Just listening to the digital marketing babes. Exactly. So we released a snack episode and we'll be doing more. So more coming on the airwaves. So make sure that you download and listen. And again, if there's a like a really small topic that you think's worth discussing, let us know and we'll do a snack episode on it. Yeah. We'll release them on a Wednesday as a midweek treat you know, break hump day down. But it's the perfect opportunity for you to tell us what you want to listen to because if it's something just short, then we can nail it in one, can't we? Yes, we can. (laughs) Amazing. Thanks for listening, my friends. Bye, guys.